0: Julia Pastel, CT Improv. Julia, Julia, Julia Julia Pastel. Spelled
1: S E A T
0: E A. S E A T E A Improv. Look them up on Facebook and elsewhere. (laughs) CTIMPROV.com.
2: From Harvard, Connecticut. It's the CT Improv Podcast. Hi,
0: everybody. Welcome back to the CT Improv Podcast. After a long hiatus, as is our tradition. Daniel, how many times have we rescheduled this?
1: Uh, we have rescheduled, I think this is the fourth the fourth iteration.
0: Oh, that's not too bad.
1: No.
0: I've done worse. We are here talking with Daniel Davidson, who's one of our newest members from Generation 4, as we're calling you guys, like your technology or something.
1: Right.
0: Um, hi, Daniel. Hi, Julia. We're in your house. We just ate a delicious meal of Chinese food and sparkling wine.
1: Yes, if we were to be silent for four minutes and 33 seconds, you would hear what Daniel's house sounds like.
0: <laughs> Shall we be silent for a minute and listen to the house?
1: We're also very likely to hear my neighbors yelling at me. <laughs>
0: so. I desperately hope that happens. <laughs> Well, um, yes, I'm nosy So, let's start talking about you, Daniel Oh,
1: I would love that subject
0: Oh, would you? <laughs> <laughs> so, Daniel, um Let's talk about you, Daniel the Child What were you like as a kid? I always love hearing about this
1: Um, I have a pretty terrible memory I think that is a salient feature of Daniel Davidson Is mm-hmm. that I tend to have a really bad memory <laughs> um, but I mean of course I have like images of childhood and but I think whatever I were to tell you about it would be would be mostly made up. <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: okay. All right. So when did you first start getting into improv or theater or any kind of performing?
1: Uh well that I I I do have an idea of. So when I was probably 10 or 11 I did start doing a little bit of theater. It was mostly because my was kind of into theater, mm. and we did a few things. I had a really embarrassing um, folio performance where we were reading the Shakespeare on, a, on scrolls. Okay. And um, it was, I want to say, the, it was either a Midsummer Night's Dream or it was like the Merry Wives of Windsor. It was like something like that. <laughs> and, um, and I had a very small part because I was like a child. And I completely lost my place in the scroll, <laughs> so I trying to find it, and missed my cue, and it was just like horribly embarrassing. And I think I kind of gave it up at that point. Whereas my friend, who also was in that performance, like loved it, and he is like still trying to be an actor.
0: Oh god, like twenty five years. He his place in the scroll. No, that could be you. You probably mustard seed or something in a midsummer night's dream.
1: Yeah, I don't. I really don't remember. I, told, I don't remember your memory, but I do remember embarrassing thing.
0: <laughs> so, how did you first get into comedy then? Take us to there.
1: Um, so, let's see. My friend Alex and I, when we were in that same age range, maybe 11 or 12, we started doing, uh, we got a video camera, mm-hmm. and we started just making videos, and I... I think our inspirations were probably America's Funniest Home Videos. Oh,
0: yeah.
1: A great show. And I don't know what else, because often I think what we did was, like, pillow fighting. But it just sort of got the ball rolling. (laughs) We liked making videos. And um, I think it occurred to us that some of them were sort of unintentionally funny. (laughs) Um, And then at some point... We were more like 14 or 15, and we, we used to take the public bus back from school, and, because a few of us lived right near each other, and we started having this conversation. I don't know why, but we thought that, that we would be, we could be entrepreneurs mm-hmm. if we were to go on Manhattan Neighborhood Network, public access channel, and try to sell... New inventions that we had, mm-hmm. um, not realizing that like you're not allowed to sell anything, and of course, like what the hell were we talking about anyway? But so our idea was okay. Well, we'll get we'll get a time slot, but we'll have to put stuff together, and we'll do um, you know like how television really works. I mean, you have to have content,
0: of course, to sell advertising. It doesn't sound like you had a lot of inventions. We
1: had neither inventions <laughs> nor content, <laughs> but. Um, <laughs> Nevertheless, we started filming, um, just sketch comedy, basically. And I wish that we had a better concept of what improv was, because that's what we were doing. Mm -hmm. We did not have the patience to write these things ahead of time. And we would basically brainstorm a premise and then kind of figure out who was going to be who. And then we would just go. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: And we did a little bit of editing, although when we first started... It was basically editing had to be, like, tape to tape, Mm -hmm. and that was very difficult. You had to pause one camera and play the other one, and so editing was not... You couldn't get fancy with it.
0: No. And you had to go in order. Yeah. 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 So do you remember what any of these sketches were about? Uh,
1: I do, because we eventually sort of defined this TV show, and um, I actually have some of it on dvd alex transferred it to dvd for me a few years ago um and yeah i mean i remember some of our recurring characters were mr t oh okay Um, real
0: people
1: yeah (laughs) well we had we had like a couple of props that we were used so there was a blue wig that was that was mr t's um mohawk Mm -hmm. but it also became like jesus's beard excellent yeah so, Jesus... I think Jesus had a psychic call-in show. Okay. Um, I think so. But I could be mixing up a couple characters.
0: Please tell me you were Jesus. Yes. Great!
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think I was... I was a lot of the characters. I'm pretty sure I was Mr. C also. Um, yeah, we had... We did different stuff. Actually, the best thing that I think we did, which was very improv-y, um, was that we did... Uh, I guess it would be almost like narrated story or something. Mm-hmm. So we had a, a kind of noir detective whose thing was just that he was like a drug abuser and womanizer. And what we would do was we would have somebody just narrating what he was doing. he would be like... it would be doing his... He never talked. It would just... The person would be doing the entire story. They'd say what he was thinking and, mm-hmm. um, and then be like... And then I... And then you would just... The game was, like, catching up with whatever the person was telling you you were doing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and that, I think, actually was quite funny. I mean, probably going back to watch it, it, was, it probably wouldn't be. But it, it was very improv-y.
0: I mean, that's really similar to a lot of the games we do.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. Cool. So you guys got picked up, and you're a millionaire.
1: Right. Yes. I mean, well, the really sad part was that we did have a time slot, which anyone could get if he gave him a deposit or whatever. Um, but... A couple, literally a couple time slots before or after us was Jake Fogelnest, whose show did get picked up. Um, it became like what was it called, like Squirt TV or something? It got picked up by MTV. <laughs>
0: no, I don't know what Squirt TV is. it sounds disgusting. Well,
1: I might be making that <laughs> in but he he had a show that he was like him in his bedroom, and somehow MTV got a wow. hold of it, and and he's still like a minor. Celebrity
0: Could be to this you. day,
1: so yeah, we were pretty disappointed in ourselves. Yeah.
0: So, as you mentioned, you grew up in Manhattan, right? So, how do you think that that um, you know, did you take in a lot of comedy? Did you? It's you know, it's such a comedy mecca in a way.
1: That's I think a big part of your life. I, yeah. I mean, I think in some ways, uh, growing up in Manhattan, I think. Is a, is a kind of a weird experience because you you do kind of compare yourselves to people you really shouldn't be comparing yourself to.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, so the I think we got kind of down on ourselves that a our show didn't get picked up by MTV and like b it wasn't as funny as SNL and like right like what I mean we were like fifteen or sixteen like I think we were really hard on ourselves. Um, and did we I mean yeah we did. I think we were probably 16 or 17, and we did start going to UCB. Um, not weekly. I mean, it was kind of an outing. Mm-hmm. But we we did see some shows there. It didn't occur to us to take improv classes, though.
0: Right. It just seemed like a place where you'd see stuff. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. Okay. So then after that, you went to college. Where did you go yet?
1: um I, I went to UC Berkeley for two years. hmm And I didn't love it. You didn't? Uh, I think I grew up a little bit. Mm -hmm. Clearly not all that much.
0: (laughs) As much Uh, as you have.
1: um, No, I've grown up more since then, I think. But it was good for me in certain ways. I I wanted to be at a big place, and, you know, California was kind of neat. But I was lost there. It was a big school, and I didn't know what I was doing, and I didn't have... Advising, really, and I needed to get out of there.
0: So then you went to...
1: I transferred to Brown for my... Right. ...stuff, whatever, the last two I years. I totally to knew that. Out.
0: I'm drunk on Chinese food and hmm. sparkling low-alcohol wine. <laughs> <laughs> um, so when did you start doing improv?
1: Um, not in college, because I was very shy. Mm-hmm. And I did know that it existed in college because I had a housemate who was doing it. Um, and...
0: So you're, like, always surrounded by performers.
1: Yeah, um, I've had people, yeah. 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 And I've just thought, like, oh, I'm gonna stay in my room. <laughs> <laughs> but see, I did not do it in college, and then I moved back to New York. I did not do it in New York either. I think at that point I... Uh, well, it had kind of blown up. I mean, when we first were going to UCB, it wasn't even a thing, really. Right. Um, I'm not even sure they'd had their TV show yet. Uh, I guess they probably hadn't.
0: What um, year would that have been?
1: 96 or seven? Yeah, I don't think so. Amazing. But by that point, I mean, it, it was definitely a thing, but I, I kind of was still too shy to do that. And okay. then I ended up moving to San Francisco in 07 and, uh, or maybe the beginning of, oh, maybe it maybe was 08, something like that. And I didn't know anyone. I moved for my boyfriend and didn't know anybody there. And I thought, okay, I need to meet people and this is my chance to do some improv. Mm-hmm. So I took class and, uh, did end up making a couple of friends at way. And, uh, and I liked it, and it was lower pressure. I mean, I, you know, I was like a New Yorker in San Francisco, like what? The yeah, heck, what the nothing hell? to lose. I can handle this. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Fuck off, hippies. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So that's when I first started, and I and I li- and I liked it a lot. I mean, I think I my first class was, you know, whatever, whatever, every intro improv class is, and, mm-hmm. and I think I took a little bit of time before I was like, yeah, I'm going to go do more of this. Um... But then once I, once I did, I did a lot of it there. And I really liked it. I mean, that that was my favorite improv experience, really, was in San Francisco. Wow. Why is that? Uh, at first, I think I was... Uh, I wished that it were more like UCB, because there, I think it was a little more theatrical. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I thought, like, Psh, like, what do I need with theater? Um... But once I started doing it, I, I liked that. And I, I kind of discovered that like, oh, I'm like, I don't think I'm a great actor, but I, I do really appreciate, um, improv more where people act than where people just have clever ideas.
0: Yeah. I mean, it seems so much more like a performance rather than watching people think. Yeah. Which is a different experience.
1: Yeah. So it it grew on me. And then, um. And I really stuck mostly with the same teacher after, I think he was my level three teacher. And then after that, they do, they, have, they just call it like scene studio, scene work. So I did a couple levels of that with him. And then at that point, he just started inviting me to do like private classes with like a smaller group of people. So I, he was really my, my main teacher for most of the time that I was there.
0: Wow, cool. That must have been so great to study under one voice and one idea for so long, especially when you're first starting out.
1: Yeah, I think it was helpful. I definitely got things from other teachers there and he you know he was in a, the company there with other people so he kind of brought in other other people's philosophies also but it was good to have someone kind of watch you get better and be able to know you and give you advice. Totally. I moved to LA. My ex got a job at, in Chicago. I decided not to follow him, and um, and I had visited LA and taken just done like a drop in improv class there. Mm-hmm. Um, improv is really mostly why I moved to LA. I taken a drop in improv class, and I was like so impressed by the fact that people like I was like, oh, what do you guys do? And they're like, oh, you know, I'm like a waitress. and I was like, oh yeah, of course, awesome. You're <laughs> improv? That's what you do. Yeah, all in. And so I was like, I oh, thought that was awesome, and since I didn't know what I was doing in my life. That sounded great. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I moved to L.A. and I, um, I did a lot of drop-in classes at I.O. And then I finally started at Second City because they made you audition and I liked that idea.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Cool. So how long were you in L.A. for? Two years. And then you came here? hmm yes. yes. And then we met you at a mixer. Yes. That was very exciting. You were wearing a hat. I'll never forget it.
1: Mm-hmm. And you were
0: really great. And do you remember what that was like, or?
1: Got in the mixer here? Yeah, yeah. Uh, yes. I had a similar feeling of like, I'm too nervous to do this. Yeah. Um, and I kind of said to myself, like, you know what, I'm just going to stay at home and sit on the couch as <laughs> usual. Because <laughs> I didn't know anyone when I moved here. And I just kind of was like, finally, like, what's the worst that could happen? It can't be worse than sitting on my couch by myself. That's the worst
0: that can happen. It is happening.
1: (laughs) So I went, and I was expecting something quite different than what I got. But but I kind of liked it. What I thought, when I heard Mixer, I was thinking, like, oh, cool. It's going to be people standing around drinking. And at some point, someone's going to be like, hey, we should all do some improv. And then, like, a couple people would get up and do some improv. But it was all, like, people sitting in chairs and sign-up sheet. And I was like, oh, man. Yeah. Um. But uh, but yeah, it was fun. Fun enough that I think I came back again. Yeah, you came a few times, I think. Yeah.
0: And then you auditioned, and that went well for you.
1: Yes, you were great.
0: I remember yeah. it distinctly.
1: Really? Because I don't.
0: Yeah, yeah, you were great. You seemed very like you never seemed nervous to me. You just seemed cool. Yeah. It's a good. That's a good nervous vibe to put off. Yeah. I, <laughs>
1: really. That's, that's a good description of me. I, I think I'm pretty much nervous at all times and try to make it seem like I'm not.
0: Yeah, no, you're the opposite of someone like me who, when they're nervous, just blurts it out and is super awkward. So, I admire it. <laughs> Thank you. And now you're in CT. So, um, let's see. Let's talk about CT. Are there any particular things that we've done that you've really loved or connected with?
1: Uh, I was really excited to do the movie dubbing
0: Yes, let's talk about
1: that um, That's the kind of thing that Was like one of, This is the kind of thing I would have done as a teenager mm-hmm.
0: um, So the movie dubbing For people who didn't see uh, wh- Okay, so what happened was We had someone else pick at a movie We turned off the, all the audio And improvised all the dialogue And sound effects mm-hmm. With the live improv pianist Mm. And we were directed by Daniel, which was a great experience. Oh, that's sweet. It was. You have high standards.
1: I, I do. I do have <laughs> high standards. That is, that is very accurate.
0: So why do you like it so much?
1: Uh, why do I like it? Um, I don't have a good answer to that question. Um, <laughs> I think that's... Uh, it's a it's a really brain-intensive activity. Oh, I mean, I was God, yeah. exhausted at the end of that. Me too. Like, I... Yeah. I mean, i It was an hour and a half of, like, just...
0: Thinking.
1: Thinking and trying to keep track of what you've already said and what other people have said. And, like, yeah, my brain was just fried at the end of it.
0: I'm still shocked that it went so well.
1: <laughs> I am, too. I'm hoping it wasn't a fluke. <laughs> um, but I think that it maybe kind of requires that adrenaline rush to be good, because you really do have mm-hmm. to, like, you know, I mean, it makes your brain function on a little bit of a higher level, and I think it kind of has to for that. It's, it's very different from just doing an improv scene.
0: Oh my god, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it was so difficult for me to, well, first of all, I'm a terrible lip reader, so matching lip movement was, is, forget it, I'm yeah. terrible. But uh, you know, also just having no control over when your character lives, dies, enters, exits is terrifying. To yeah. Me. It is. Yeah. You seem less scared.
1: I was scared. I was I was scared. I was <laughs> dripping in sweat. <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh, remember when your two characters came to meet each other? Yes.
1: <laughs> and I know <helped> Julia. <laughs> she was like, Hangor. I got
0: it. I got it. I knew it. I saw it happening. I was like, this is my moment
1: to be helpful. <laughs>
0: Endeavor in any way.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I liked, yeah, I really like I liked that a lot. And then uh, I liked, um, I really liked the two improv a lot because mm-hmm. I got to be on stage a lot,
0: <laughs> constantly, <laughs>
1: constantly for
0: ten whole minutes.
1: It's it's a very di- it's very different to do uh, improv with a small number of people, like one other person, <laughs> yeah, because you um, you can really Direct that you can drive the scene without driving the scene, you know, mm-hmm. without being the one who's like steamrolling people yeah. because there's only one other person. So you've got to step out there and have a lot of ideas and decide what's going on, and that's like what you're supposed to do, and that can be really nice because um, you get to have it, you get to have a lot of your ideas kind of come together. Mm-hmm. So I think in that we we got. To like a very kind of a high concept, Mm -hmm. which maybe was a little easier because there were only two of us going back and forth. Because inevitably when you make an offer in improv, it can be taken so many different ways. Mm -hmm. And then by the time it kind of gets back to you, you've got to incorporate what the other person did. And, you know, which is why you you can't have an idea at the top of an improv scene and expect that that's what's going to be happening a minute later. When there's only two of you, the idea is less has morphed less by the time it comes back to you. Mm -hmm. And so you can have a little more direction over it, which I think is is a fun change.
0: Yeah, especially with somebody like Steve, who is your two-proud partner, who you, the listeners, will meet at a later date when I get my shit together and interview Steve, probably five years from now. (laughs) Uh, But, you know, you guys are both... You know, very intellectual people. So I I remember watching it and being really impressed and not exactly seeing who was delivering what information.
1: Mm-hmm. You know,
0: you had and you had a great opener where you're kind of picking up scene painting from each other. So that was really fun. Yeah, I mean, two is it's different with every partner you do. Do you want to try it with anybody else?
1: Are you putting me on the spot? I would love to do two no, yeah. prom. Yeah. Oh, you want me to say who?
0: Oh no, you don't have to. Okay. Whatever.
1: So really whatever to... you want to say, it's your interview. Oh, thank you. <laughs> no, I mean I just got an email that we're doing another two prob, Mm-hmm. so I would like. I
0: saw that as well. Yeah.
1: So yeah, I'm 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 it's open. I'm taking applications <laughs> if anyone wants to work. Dance card
0: still open. Yeah. <laughs> I've been claimed by I, Jeffrey. I saw
1: that. So,
0: but yeah, two prob is great. I I really love it too. I really love it because I always feel like I have a lot of ideas in it. As you say, I feel less bad. Without mm-hmm. blurting them all out <laughs> I'm a blurter So that can happen um, So what kinds of things Do you find Really really funny Like what's your favorite kind of improv to watch
1: Um My favorite, my favorite improv that I've seen Is, is TJ and Dave mm-hmm. In Chicago So they do two person improv And it's very Uh it's it's a mono scene and it's it's very I would I would call it theatrical in that like they really take their time. Um, TJ in particular, like really embodies the character that he's in. I've seen him do f- scenes other than with that with, with Dave, just in a bigger group, and like where he played like a little girl.
2: Mm-hmm. And he
1: played it like you really kind of felt he was a little girl mm-hmm. like he just committed to it so hard and i think that they're they're funny guys i mean they have they do have like clever ideas but when you marry that with <clears throat> legitimate acting skills and like and a, and a real firm commitment to the scene like and just the patience to take time to have space to just let things be silent to like play it like it's it they play it like real life every time Mm -hmm. it's it's never like crazy town even when crazy things happen like they really play it close to real life and i i haven't seen anything that i've liked nearly as much as that awesome
0: do they play multiple characters or just
1: two uh yeah they do yeah they'll 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 play other people in the scene yeah and they'll sometimes occasionally play each other they'll switch roles if they need to
0: cool I
1: love
0: them. Yeah. I've never seen them. I really like to.
1: Yeah, they have a weekly thing in Chicago, so you should go. Wow, that's amazing. Yeah. yeah, just pop over. That's like $5. That's
0: amazing. I can't imagine doing that volume of two prop shows. That must be thrilling.
1: Yeah, I think they've been doing it like every whatever it is, Wednesday or Thursday night for like years. Oh my God. Yeah.
0: Hundreds. Hundreds.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, so what other kinds of improv do you want to do more of? Um I mean, you've seen so many different styles and types.
1: I I like uh, I mean I definitely like long form. I like being able to to kind of take my time and and have scenes kind of evolve and and hopefully like tell a bit of a short story if I can. Mm-hmm. But it's not easy to do. I mean we've had some some long form scenes that have actually gone pretty well mm-hmm. but that we haven't really been able to tie together in a way that you were kind of like, close the book and we're like, oh, damn. You know, because it's hard to do that. Mm -hmm. Um, But I love when I'm able to help make that (laughs) happen.
0: That's totally going to happen. I mean, there must have been. I'm trying to think of shows that we were both in that I felt that way. I mean, it happens once in a blue moon. Mm -hmm. And it's just so exciting. I mean, like, for me, it's the reason that I do it. You know, to seek that. Shining star of a story
1: again, but yeah, it's hard. And I, I like playing around with different with different forms. I mean, I'm I like learning new things. I don't think I'd ever seen or done an event day before, mm-hmm. um, so that's been we have put a lot of work into that, and I, I think that's been fun. Um, and I yeah, I like doing I like doing new things. And there, you know, I don't want to get a reputation as like the guy on the team that like hates doing the short form shows because I oh no you're not I do like there are some short form games that I do really like I just don't feel that they're my strength Mm mhm um
0: well I think one of the great things about CT is we have people who are really great at long form doing short form so a lot of the short form ends up being really really good in a way that a lot of short form isn't mm -hmm. so you know you're basically doing like the best long form scene you can do in five minutes and that's it and that's all you get um, so, yeah, you've done a lot of great short form.
1: That's good to hear.
0: Especially more long-forming games, you know. Yeah. I mean, you've also been forced to do musicals. Or you took yourself. I... You pushed yourself.
1: I, tr- I tried. To I choked a little bit.
0: But you have a fear. <laughs> you told me. It's,
1: it's not, yeah, it's not my favorite thing to do. I mean, I thought that, yeah, that was that same show where then you guys did the musical afterwards. And I thought that was one of the better performances that I've, that I've seen. I thought it was really good, but it was really good. I mean, it was really good as an improv show. I mean, the yeah. songs were good, too, but, like, it um, so it's not that I don't like it. I think it can be done well. I'm just not sure that, that I am particularly <laughs> good at it.
0: It's just, it's completely different. I mean, CT's such a unique endeavor. I've never met another team who tries to do, like, eight different forms, short form, yeah. long form, and musical. And I, constantly piling them onto each other.
1: I like that. I mean, that's one of the things I yeah. said when you guys interviewed me, all 15 of you <laughs> staring at me in a room, and I was like, I really actually do like that you guys do all different things, because I like exploring new forms.
0: Yeah. yeah. Oh, wait till we get to sex and the I think you're going to love it. Awesome. It's really fun. All relationship-based, and then it gets crazy. Yeah. It's perfect. Just like life. <laughs> um so what other like bes- besides improv things what other things do you find really funny?
1: Uh good question. I mean I have, you know TV shows I like.
0: Okay, what <laughs> um,
1: what TV shows? I love 30 Rock except for maybe season 6. Mm-hmm. Um I Strange with Candy was Oh my one god, of my favorite <laughs> shows. <laughs> Have even, we never
0: talked about this? Even let's
1: see the movie in the theater. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, uh, no, I don't think we've talked about Strangers with Candy. It's
0: Greg was obsessed with Strangers with Candy, and I had never seen it, and then he bought it, and we watched it all together many times.
1: That's great. Yeah. Yeah.
0: It's one of our points of bonding.
1: Yeah. I mean, it is. <laughs> Stephen Colbert on <laughs> that show is amazing. I just love that, that awful... Awful gay relationship.
0: If I ever met Amy Sedaris, I think I would explode. I'd be very excited. Yeah, she's yeah. amazing. Have you met her by Have chance? I met her.
1: No. no, no, sorry. By amazing, I didn't mean like she is a, She's amazing at dinner parties.
0: <laughs> <laughs> she is amazing at dinner parties. She is a fuck. Oh man, um, who? What celebrity, if you
1: met, would you die? Heal over a day? Uh, Not real celebrity crazy. When I was a kid, I was obsessed with (laughs) R.E.M.
0: That is not... Anyway, what I thought you were going to (laughs) say.
1: I really, really was. I thought Michael Stipe was, like, just amazing. (laughs) I actually went to see a concert of theirs. Um, This was probably... 98 maybe and uh, i was at berkeley and i drove down to like mountain somewhere somewhere in california th- to see them when i got back my sister called me because she was living in san francisco at the time and she was like you'll never guess who i just met on the street and i was like what she's like i was walking the dogs and michael said came up and t- t- was like started petting the dogs and said they were so cute and i was like I just took, like, three trains to get to see them in concert, like, two hours from here. You're walking your dogs, and you meet Michael Stipe on the street. <laughs> but she got his autograph for me and on a, like, $5 bill or something, so I have that in a frame somewhere.
0: Thank God. Uh, why is it not displayed here? I don't here. know. It's I'm
1: not. Does, it looks like an upside-down $5 bill in a frame, so there's not, it's not <laughs> really a great display item.
0: Wow, that's really funny. Yeah. So, what do you find funny besides Thirty be Rock and Strangers with Candy?
1: Like in life, besides okay, television,
0: like uh, people falling down, like stand up, uh, like
1: I have, I am not crazy about stand up. Mm-hmm. Um, although I did force a little bit of stand up into my hosting. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, I know. Of all the people in that, list, like stand up, <laughs> you attempted the most in
1: C D history. <laughs> <laughs> um, yes I'm not sure how well received that was I got some good audience feedback actually but I'm not sure how well it <laughs> was received by the members of CT Improv but it was
0: surprising we didn't think you were going to do it yeah. well, well if the audience likes to to it
1: surprising. Uh, yeah I mean I I think I think it can be done well but I think most of it isn't so I, I typically will avoid seeing stand up mm-hmm. um,
0: but is there anybody you really like Stand
1: up wise uh, I saw the first Bo Burnham special I thought was really Really funny Yes His second one was More juvenile For some reason But uh, Yeah I thought the first one Was really funny Um, What else have I seen I don't know I mean I used to think Sarah Silverman was Kind of funny I mean she's She was kind of funny
0: Yeah She is kind of funny Yeah
1: Just
0: her moment is over Yeah It's too bad can only be a shop comic
1: for so long. And Twitter, I think, is funny. I try to follow people who are in, who are who don't have a lot of followers, but I still find it funny. Uh-huh. I don't really enjoy like following people with like thirty six million followers because I'm like some. I mean, they're funny too, but it's more rewarding when you're following someone with like two thousand followers who just cracks you up every time you read their tweets. Oh
0: yeah, and you have no idea who they are. Yeah, like, what
1: they're the
0: just like dude. Like, yeah, it's just a person. Whatever. Yeah. I think I my. Twitter people that I follow like that It's like they're always women in their 20s And I don't know I have no sense of even their real First name Just little bits floating by Yeah Twitter is funny
1: Yeah I enjoy it Funny
0: and weird Yeah following the more popular people can be tough Because then they start talking to their fans and getting defensive And that's Who has time for that
1: I have no interest in that
0: I don't have time to watch Ricky Gervais respond to people
1: Me neither. Um, So
0: what else? Like, what other... So, besides improv, what would you say your primary interests are? Or anything you're really passionate about?
1: Uh, Good question. I'm right now looking around my room for clues. (laughs)
0: Um, let's see. What do we got here? We have a football decal.
1: I have a pink football decal. Um... I do really like professional football. It is the one professional sport that I follow. The one any sport that I follow. Uh, and.
0: Uh, I mean, it's kind of a spare room in it, here. It, There's it, not a yeah. lot of clues to have. No,
1: that is true. I, um, I'm, a, I'm a simple man.
0: Yeah. <laughs> um, Focused.
1: No, not at all. <laughs> you know, I think I. I really do like... I've always... My favorite thing has really always been working on creative projects with other people. Mm -hmm. And so I did that a lot as, like, a teenager. We had the TV show, and then after that, like, we worked on other various things that did or didn't go places. Mm -hmm. Um, Like, we tried to... For some reason, we spent hours upon hours rescoring a silent film so like they'll usually put it with some random classical music or something. Mm-hmm. So we took this this old Russian silent film and just tried to put current music under it. Uh-huh. But not just like willy-nilly. Like we tried to do it so that it lined up like a music video. So like because it was a very visual like a, uh, you know. Sure. And so we tried, we spent hours and hours on this thing and like what end I mean, we ended up chopping it up and trying to put it on YouTube, and then YouTube took down a lot of it because it was copyrighted music and um so I've always just liked kind of working on I like working on something with one or two other people, I mm-hmm. think, and um being able to like laugh a lot and um, just put like i don't know just feel like I'm doing something adding something creative to the world.
0: Daniel, that's so nice. So if you were to say there was one aspect of your improv or your comedy that you wanted to get better at or focus on, what would you pick? Uh,
1: I think that, <clears throat> I think I have a, a really, although like I said earlier, I do like kind of theatrical stuff and I don't. I don't really necessarily like improv where where a lot of high concept is like forced into it mm-hmm. um, but I do think that I'm, I'm I kind of i am kind of good at that also mm-hmm. uh, and I'm not sure how much I actually marry the two and I would mm-hmm. like to try to do that more mm-hmm. um, without it like slowing me down to the point where I'm like waiting for to have the big clever idea before I step into a scene or something but to be able to bring some of that kind of ironic take on the world that I try to put into my very popular Twitter account, um, <laughs> nearing a hundred followers. Only, on only one of whom I know is deceased. <laughs> it shouldn't be funny, but it kind of is. Um, it is, uh, at Daniel P. Davidson. Yeah. Uh, and I, you know, but I, I'm not sure how much I actually do bring that kind of take into my improv. And so mm-hmm. I'd, I'd like to look into that more. Um, yeah. Mm,
0: sounds great. Yeah. It does. Okay. I, I get what you're saying. I mean, it's always there. I mean, you're always talking high concept outside of your scenes. So why not? Just be you. Yeah. Talk about whatever you talk about. You know? Okay. So... We're almost done, so we will end with what we always end with, which you know because I know you obediently listen to all the other podcasts. You're the only person ever who's done
1: that. i I still got three or four on my my (laughs) queue.
0: Uh, You can uh, just skip them. Who cares about those people? I don't even know who they are. Uh, So we want to know five things that have not yet been mentioned in this podcast about you. Right. Anything at all?
1: Um... I was vegan for seven years. hmm Went through all of college without having a slice of pizza. Oh, terrible. I know, amazing. And it did almost take me seven years to graduate college, so, <laughs> uh, Should have had more pizza. I should have, probably. That's a one. Well, you already know about my childhood music obsessions. So I can't use that one. Uh...
0: Did you have any pets? People love pets. I've never. I've never. You've never had a pet?
1: Never. Wow. Not even like a fish. Wow. That's two.
0: That is two.
1: <laughs> I terrible. Did, I did kind of think about, I wanted something cuddly recently mm-hmm. because I'm lacking cuddling in my life. <laughs> you need a warm body? <laughs> yes. <laughs> and I thought that bunnies were adorable and I thought, could I have a bunny? Mm-hmm. And then I read that they don't like cuddling. Uh and
0: how about a guinea pig? And
1: so then I started reading about guinea pigs. And then I kinda of decided they're a little too small. Like I'm mean, gonna that's too small to cuddle. I'll probably crush it. Mm-hmm. And then you've gotta set up like a pen and they wanna like destroy everything in your house. And um
0: What about a cat?
1: I detest cats.
0: Damn it. And I'm allergic to them. Okay.
1: Oh well. I don't like their personality.
0: Well, maybe they don't like your personality.
1: Uh, no, you know how cats are. If you don't like them, they will spend as much time Absolutely. as possible.
0: Yeah, uh, you know, I read that that's because um, they don't really like eye contact. Okay. So people who love them are always trying to look at their face, and people who don't like them are looking away, and then they're like, oh, score. Wow. Someone who gets me.
1: I did not know Yeah,
0: that. I don't think that, I don't know if it's true, but that's what I read. Probably in Cat Fancy. Something like that.
1: Sure. One of those magazines <laughs> that you subscribe to about cats.
0: Uh, Alright, so that's two. Oh, man. I know. Uh, it's harder than you think, even when you're prepared. It is. I
1: did. I, this morning in the shower, I was like, i got to think of a couple of these. And <laughs> one of them is the vegan thing, and I, the other ones are slipping behind.
2: Mm.
1: Oh, I know. It kind of goes along, because I think it was about the same time period. I was a bleach blonde <gasps> from... I want to say 17 to like 25. What? Yeah, I mean, like every week I redid it. So I didn't want anyone to know that I was not a real white haired (laughs) 15 year old.
0: I'm sure everyone around you was (laughs) deceived. Yeah. That is really funny. How, How vain of you.
1: I guess, yeah. I thought it looked good. I mean, I, yeah, you know, I you probably thought... did. I'm just being an asshole. Alright,
0: two more, Daniel. Cough them up. This is, where, this is where shit gets real.
1: Yeah. Um, I uh, was briefly in school to be an advertising copywriter. Mm-hmm. And uh, I would have gotten away with it, too, if it weren't for just giving up on that. <laughs> <laughs> I, think I was I was quite good at it in the, in the five months that I put into it. Um, what made me think of that was that when you say you're getting to the meat of it, because with, when you're writing advertising copy or headlines in particular, mm-hmm. you have to. It's not until you get to the like hundredth one that you start actually getting the good ones on paper.
0: Oh, and that reminds me, your fifth one can be your your internship or your job that I'm fascinated with.
1: Oh wow. Okay. So yeah, one yeah. of the things I'm I'm doing in connection with school is, um, going to the office of the chief medical examiner, which is where they do autopsies mm-hmm. and going through records of people who have died of drug related causes. And, uh, it's just, yeah, it's just been like, you don't know how many CSI episodes have like run through my head. Cause I started by reading the, um, Kind of first on the scene description Which is exactly what you see on CSI Like they go through and they're like Lividity's fixed uh, rigor set in You know, mm-hmm. whatever Hemorrhaging, blah, blah blah All that stuff So like I've, I've gone through like Literally a couple thousand of those And read these horrifying stories mm. um, So yeah, I think maybe, maybe more of that Should show up in my improv at some point
0: Yeah, definitely Definitely I'll murder some people Just to see how you Deal with it. And improv scenes.
1: Yeah. Yeah. No. No.
0: Really? Anyone you want dead? (laughs) Of course. Neighbors?
1: (laughs) I'm only human.
0: (laughs) Well, let me know because I'm super curious about your job. I guess it has to be drug related. I'll have to work out some kind of poisoning situation.
1: But I'm also, this is my last week on that task, so. Oh,
0: no. I'm so sad for me.
1: So all all the people out there who are planning to die of drug overdoses, get it done. This is your last chance.
0: <laughs> all right, well that's it, Daniel. Great. Unless you have any last words.
1: Uh, no, I feel like this was this really summed it up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Very thorough.
0: Let's get murdering.
1: <laughs> <That's good. laughs> Thanks so much, Julian. Oh my god, you're welcome. My pleasure.
0: See you guys later. Who will it be next time? Steve, Miriam
2: someone else I have really no idea dude back in in a year it's only when your poison spins to the life you'd hope to live suddenly you wake up in a shaking panic wow Set me up like a lamb to slaughter. Garbo as a farmer's daughter. Unbelievable, the gospel according to who? I lay right down. All your sad and lost apostles on my name and flare their nostrils, choking on the bones you tossed to down. I'm not one to sit and spin Cause living well's the best revenge Baby, I am calling you on that Don't turn your talking points on me History will set me free The future's ours and you don't even Write a footnote Wow! you, where did you go? You disappear mid-sentence in a crisis. I see my end and go for it. You we can chill All your sad and lost apostles of my name. It's a tape laugh. Why don't we head straight to my house? Okay, I don't know how to get there. Uh, keep going straight.